Hello, this is Ron Stallworth calling. Well, who am I speaking with? This is David Duke. Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. That David Duke? God. Last time I checked. What can I do you for? Well, since you asked, I hate blacks. I hate Jews, Mexicans, and Irish, Italians, and Chinese. But my mouth to God's ears, I really hate those black rats. And anyone else, really, that doesn't have pure white Aryan blood running through their veins. I'm happy to be talking to a true white American. God bless white America. The KKK is planning an attack. Black Klansmen. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Rouse. Today we are discussing Black Klansmen. Directed, written, and produced. And a million other things by uh, Spike Lee. <laughs> um, so, Black Klansmen has a little bit of history behind it. I don't believe it has anything to do with the 19... 19- 70s version of the Black Klansman, 1966 version of the Black Klansman uh, movie, which had, uh, I believe, a white guy going in blackface and going into the KKK or something like that, which is not exactly what, this is not at all what, what that was. Um, this was based on a true story um, of an American hero based in 1970s, Ron Stallworth. So, uh, Ron Stallworth and Flip Zimmerman, um, they kind of, they don't even sound like real names to me, honestly. Uh, these were real individuals that, uh, lived back in, uh, the seventies and they are the first, uh, the first like, uh, young detective duo team to, uh, investigate a KKK, uh, uh, extremist group and uh, take down one of their dangerous missions. Um, it's one of the most interesting stories I've ever heard of and unique, uniquely told um, by a, a great storyteller such as uh, Spike Lee. Um, I thought the acting, the direction, the the writing, everything was done really well. I would say the the what's it called? Um, the stamp that Spike Lee normally puts on his uh, most of his work has some sort of racial profiling, prejudice, social injustice color in the black community the role of media in contemporary life and urban crime and poverty and other political issues but this was told throughout the entire um segment of the movie so um yeah i mean this was really a black exploitation film made for the 2018 audience and it is insane just how relevant the topics that are discussed throughout this movie that were relevant back in I don't know the 50s 60s and 70s that are all that are still relevant today and um it it, it's scary just in some some sorts um just watching how much we have progressed and how much we haven't progressed (laughs) um so yeah, this uh, this movie did a really good job holding a mirror up to society, and I think that this is an important film to come out, especially during this time. Um, this is kind of a 
spoiler free section i'm just gonna try to wrap it up real quick so that we can jump into a spoiler section of you know um the more detailed information of what spike lee's really trying to talk about but overall i would say without a doubt this is a movie that should be seen by just about anybody and you're you're just not really um looking for a diversified uh uh set of media then i i guess i wouldn't see this but i think this is a wonderful message to put put out into the world and it's one that needs to be seen it's not an easy one that can be um talked about i mean it's it's race relations especially talking about race race within uh, uh the police department and how they're they're shown and looked at and how uh being a person of color and having a little bit of Jewish heritage. I mean, it was difficult watching this, just uh, um, trying to laugh through all the ridiculousness because it, it, most of it was ridiculous. But then it would hit certain spots where it was so hard to listen and watch that I was like, it's, it's, uh, it's hitting really tender spots, you know? Um, uh, there's only so many times you can call someone the n-word and you know you can only laugh it off so many times that is which they sort of do um but i i couldn't imagine since i'm not a, a a black individual i i don't know how it would feel to watch this as a black individual so i can only speak <laughs> um coming from uh from from my heritage and my culture so i felt as uh as a two-thirds caucasian one-third uh latino and uh 75 percent jewish or something like that whatever you want to call i don't really practice that much of anything um that's the blend of my culture but watching it i felt entirely emboldened to I wanted to just represent culture all throughout. Just you know, if any black culture I had in myself, I just wanted to represent because I just wanted to, uh, you know, you know, people to be proud of who they are and the color of their skin and the color of, uh, uh, you know, their personality and accept and it, it's it just makes you want to open up and. Um, accept i don't know positivity around you and um there was one scene specifically where they were discussing um with i i i, I don't toward the beginning there was uh black power um meeting and john david washington goes in and he's have all of these people are kind of like mesmerized by this uh speaker i'll find his name in a second um which i thought was done perfectly not only i thought the the speech was done so well but it was also performed to a t um let me see if i can't find his name it was done superbly let me see if i can't find okay quam true Toure, or or something like that. He was like a, um, uh, a leader in the Black Power organization, and 
his he is played by Corey Hawkins and I thought that just the charisma that was dripping off of the words that he was saying was uh, just being soaked up like a sponge by the entire audience and the way that Spike Lee shot the individuals with them just looking up mesmerized almost in a, a euphoric state um, I felt like I was in a euphoric state and at one point uh, the editing goes so fast you can't even tell you know which uh, individuals are on screen and I was trying to find out I was trying to see if um, uh, Ron, Ron Stallworth was uh, mesmerized with them and um, it, it's, it's definitely worth uh, a rewatch just going from a technical standpoint I thought the entire um, movie was done really technically well it could have been uh, edited down just a little bit um, it's a little bit long for me maybe 15 minutes long I mean I think this probably could have been about an hour 45 and I think it ended up being about two hours or something like that but um, yeah I I want to jump in the spoiler section real quick and we'll, we'll discuss so in the spoiler section yes we find out First of all, how dumb the entire KKK members are. All of the, the crew, there's a dumb one, there's the sort of smart one, and then there's the uh, one that's on to them, the, the crazy one that looks like he's been drinking a hell of a lot of moonshine. The only thing about them, they were all hilarious, they were all done really well. The thing is, they were done so well that I don't find them actually believable as real clansmen. I think that since when, when they show that last 10 minutes and they show what real clansmen look like, they, they don't look like that. They don't act like bumbling hillbillies and idiots. They, they, they are actually in the shit. And so, uh, yeah, I, uh, that was one thing about it. Um, Adam driver did a wonderful job. Um, I've never liked him as much as I've seen him in this. Um, I'm going to have to check out Logan Lucky and see if he's just as good. But I did really like his character. I thought he played Flip Zimmerman hilariously. Um, everyone's really deadpan for the most part, I thought. And uh, their other guy... Um, let me see. Let me see. What? They had a partner in there. I can't exactly find his name. Uh, Jimmy. Jimmy Creek. Um, yeah, played by Michael Buscemi. I wonder if that's Steve Buscemi's brother. I don't know. I've, I've, I don't really doubt that. Uncle's brother. Oh, it is. Wow. That is, that is, the, that is Steve Buscemi's brother. I have never knew that. So the, the third guy was Steve Buscemi's brother, Michael Buscemi. Um, getting rid of the racist cop in the department definitely does not solve anything. Um, it definitely gets rid of a terrible guy on the force and it, you know might make things a little bit easier, but it definitely is not going to ultimately solve anything without um, long-term rules and long-term engagement of trying to make things better. Um, Having Alec Baldwin at the beginning was hilarious. I thought that was a perfect way to open it, especially because we, we know who he's been playing recently. Um, Tro uh, Topher Grace as David Duke. Holy shit, he's so good. Um, I haven't seen anything him seen him play in anything this well um, in a long time. So he played David Duke really well. I'm, I want to see him in more roles where he can play this type of, uh, I don't know, 
deplorable character. I don't know. That one wife of one of the hillbillies was also pretty bad, especially when she blew up everybody uh, at the very end. I was like, damn! <laughs> um, Laura Harrier as Patrice Dumas. I thought that uh, she did a wonderful job. She uh, brought the heat, brought the fire, brought the black power. Um, <laughs> um I thought this was really interesting how this was kind of like an anti-establishment uh, against the the uh, the police brutality. It's kind of like black people against the the establishment, sort of. Um, the um, the uh, I so I really liked how this movie was somewhat of a anti. Um, negative race relations type movie anti step it wasn't type it wasn't exactly anti-establishment is more like anti-government sort of anti anti-negative government when i say anti-negative government i mean they just want everything to be equal and in and, and, uh insecure and, and uh you know not in a bad state um i would say the um movie that i would compare this to would be is sorry to bother you which came out just a few weeks ago um which was definitely an anti-corporation anti-establishment um type movie and it i don't know it, it it follows a very similar format when it comes to um how they're trying to represent um the cultures represented in both situations and how they should be represented in both situations both in corporations and both in within our country and with our gut and within our government when when shown within black clansmen um i thought it was, most of all the cameos that we had that we had the uh, isaiah uh, uh whitlock from uh, the wire and he isaiah whitlock jr playing mr turtrine at the beginning and he hit that she and I was like, damn, they really got him to do that shit. I was like, that was so good. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I uh, I really did uh, I did enjoy this movie. And I uh, wasn't sure how long it was going to take to pump out this podcast. Because at that very last 10 minutes, I was like, let me rewind. Let me rewind. The progression of the movie. The first two acts really felt like a solid... Um, I don't know, movie that it, I was expecting, you know, buddy cop action flick, sort of not so action, you know, just kind of buddy cop flick. Um, third act turned into kind of, uh, I don't know, they started to preach a little bit, and I didn't necessarily have a problem with how they were uh, going over all of the different um aspects of that one young man's death and how terrible it was and the deplorable things that happened by the terrible people that were um present during that time and um that story just tore me up just in, at that third part and it was just um by uh, harry belafonte um it was difficult it was a, a really difficult um he played Harry Belafonte played Jerome Turner, and he was the uh, older man that was uh, describing that uh, terrible day. Um, and he was holding up the uh, the pictures of the young man and what had happened, and it was just so hard to uh, watch and listen to, especially what with the KKK members being um, uh, inducted into the um, 
organization, quote-unquote. Um, I wonder how accurate the KKK information was um, in this movie in comparison to what they really call it and what they really refer to it and how they how they really how the organization really acts i did think that uh the mother the 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 wife sorry not the mother the the wife was just ridiculously off the wall she was just uh she was a terrible human being um ashley atkinson played connie kendrickson oh my gosh um yeah uh, she was ridiculous and she ended up throwing that bomb in that uh in the car and blowing them up and they they ended up blowing themselves up and it was just a ridiculous uh a ridiculous fourth act and then it followed into the charlottesville um stuff and so i was just like this is a lot to handle um i enjoyed how the ultimate story ended up um I do think the main characters, I, hold on, that dance scene in the middle, that, yeah, I thought that Spike Lee did an amazing job doing that, that, uh, dance scene. I really felt like I was in the, the moment grooving with them. I thought the music brought you into the moment and then the camera work and the direction really made you feel like you were dancing and singing with the characters, even though you had just been introduced to these individuals and, um, you were just, I mean, 40 minutes ago, you didn't even know who they were. And I feel like all of a sudden I was ready to dance. So I think that just goes to show how good the direction and good the acting and choreography and the composure and just everything that went into this awesome little recipe of this unique styled movie that you don't get all the time. It's not like your average... Um. It's not your average movie that you're going to get, you know, year after year. This is a, a movie you might get every once every 10 years. I think this is uh, going to go down as one of my top 10 of the year. So, yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. And I would totally recommend it to anyone if I haven't already spoiled the majority of it. Um, but um, hopefully, if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It's got a, an amazing message. It is a little bit tough to um, swallow at the end. It's like a... It's like the vitamin at the end that you kind of you got to swallow, and it's it's difficult because it's a it's the truth. He hits you with the cold hard truth, and occasionally he will stop to stop the camera, pull you in a hallway, and two characters will literally tell you about how terrible the country has gone down, and how you know just um, he'll preach he'll preach to you, and um, some people are gonna like it, some people aren't, and um, I. I guess I don't mind it right now because I feel like this is a time that it really needs to be told and it's, it's a time that uh, needs to be exposed and um, brought to light and brought to the surface, you know? So um, I'm definitely going to share this movie with anyone that I can because it's, it's an important movie. Um, Sorry to Bother You was much more of a, a fun action not not a fun action just it was just a little bit more fun to go on the ride. This was like the serious um version of that um but i would say it's ultimately more important so yes um i i really enjoyed it and totally recommend it so rate share subscribe lucky dog podcast check us out on iphone and android apps um we're available soundcloud youtube thank you for listening and take it easy
Cross burdens, marches. This is fixing to be a big year for us. You ask too many questions. You undercover or something? We must unite and organize to fight racism. Are you down for the liberation of black people? Power to the people. All power to all the people. All power to all the people. It's right, sister. For you, it's a crusade. For me, it's a job. You're Jewish. That hatred, doesn't that piss you off? You're taking this Jew lie detector test. Why are you acting like you ain't got skin in the game? I'm telling you, the wars are coming. Black power! Black power! Knights of the Ku Klux Klan. That's us. Stallworth brothers. We're on a roll, baby. America first. America first. America first. If I would have known this was a clan, I wouldn't have taken this mother.